Mind Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King. Today is Thursday, April the 9th, 2020, 4 p.m. New York time. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, we have uh, experienced interesting Zoom issues today. No, not security issues. More like we just can't connect to YouTube issues. And I don't know why. I don't know what changed. But uh, <laughs> Alex, I'll have to do some investigating afterward and see what happened. Meanwhile, those of you who are looking for the live stream, I apologize that we couldn't include you today, but we are posting this video later on so you can be a part of it. So hopefully that works out well for everybody involved. Um, how are you doing? I mean, we're, we're Danless today. We have no Danning going on today. Yeah, he's MIA. <laughs> I don't know where he is, but uh, hopefully maybe he'll show up in the middle of the podcast. You never know. But hopefully surprise! everything's okay at his end. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Big surprise. Um, but I wanted to share with you some interesting news. Now, I have, over the, the last few days, been kind of moving away from any kind of coronavirus coverage because uh-huh. I wanted to make sure we were really focusing on good-feeling stuff. But today I have to bend the rule a little bit okay. because there's some really interesting news that has come out today that mm-hmm. I want to share with people because it strikes me that it's really relevant to what we talk about here on LOA Today. Okay. Um, now, before I give any of this, I want to make sure I put out the appropriate medical disclaimer. We are not doctors. We are not giving or dispensing medical advice of any kind. Anything that you hear on here that leads you to uh, wonder about changing any kind of regimen you have, make sure you check with your doctor first mm-hmm. um, because we are not here to be your medical doctor. What we're here for in this particular case is to share with you some information that is now starting to permeate into the news and that I, I think is probably going to over the next few days, maybe get um, more and more coverage. But a fascinating thing has happened. Um, It started, excuse me, it started with a post by J.K. Rowling, of all people, the author of the Harry Potter books. Yeah. She posted a video, uh, because apparently, I guess she is dealing with the virus herself. Oh. And so she's been doing some research and so forth. Now I feel it's personal. I, I, I think that's what, that said, and I, don't quote me on that. I don't want to start a, a big scare. Maybe she isn't really sick. You know, I don't, I, I, that's just kind of what I recall. I didn't get any impression that the, she was in danger or anything like that, but I just have, have this, this feeling that from what I remember, she said she was looking into it for her own purposes. And okay. when she found it, she ended up um, sharing it publicly be, because it, she thought it was going to be so useful. And I, I happen to agree with her after having seen it. It's a video of a doctor. I think based in New York, New York or Boston, one or the other, who was giving advice on how to deal with breathing issues if you have a rather severe case of the virus. And this is actually a very important thing because, I mean, you'll recall if you've been paying, no, I know you haven't been paying any attention, so maybe I have to kind of clue you in. One of the big, big issues that's been going on since this whole thing started was Mm -hmm. ventilators. Getting enough right. ventilators. So you knew about that part. Right? Yeah, I knew about that. So, so I getting enough ventilators. In, in, yeah, right. <laughs> you haven't been completely in the dark. So. No, I wish, but no. <laughs> wish, right. Yeah, I understand what you mean. But anyway, <laughs> ventilators has been a big thing and mm-hmm. lots of politics about it and so forth. Well, it turns out, sadly, that 80% of the people put on ventilators are dying. Yeah, I heard. And typically... With a ventilator. Now, ventilators are usually used in cases where people are in really severe conditions. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising to hear that 40 to 50% on average die when they're on a ventilator, mm-hmm. just because there are so many people in, you know, they're, they're in really serious condition. Um, 
but when you start getting up to 80%, the doctors start taking notice and saying, well, well wait a minute, maybe are we actually causing more problems mm-hmm. than we're actually solving? And maybe it's because of the way ventilators work. Uh, maybe it's the, uh, the doctors are thinking maybe it's putting too much of a strain on the, uh, on the patients because the patients, what are we doing there? <laughs> Sorry, my, that's the doctor call. Hold on. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you take the doctor call and I'll talk about doctors for a second. But um, the the doctors are are speculating maybe it's putting too much strain on the lungs of the patients who are already uh, very low on energy and and struggling to survive, uh, and perhaps they shouldn't be using that as a technique. So the question that's a question that's going to be discussed, I'm sure, in the news for quite some time, and we're not going to try to address that one. But it did raise the need. Okay, so what do you do instead? If you're a doctor, what are you advising people? And it, uh, some doctors and nurses have been engaging in some very clever alternative approaches to dealing with breathing issues. Because apparently what happens with this virus is if you get into really critically ill situations, people just are getting almost no oxygen. Even to the degree they're able to breathe, they're just not getting enough oxygen into the body, and that's ultimately why they're dying. It turns out that a number of them, like I said, have been uh, trying alternative therapies, and this particular doctor was putting out there the idea that if you use a lot of deep breathing techniques, you will end up with uh, a better ability to absorb oxygen. And in fact, he demonstrated his technique on the video. That, now, this is actually a video he had made for one of his patients. I, I think it may have been somebody J.K. Rowling knew. I'm not sure exactly how she got it. But... Uh, He was demonstrating the technique, and it's a very simple technique. Essentially, you take, I think it's five or six very deep, long breaths in a row. You hold each one, and then you breathe it out. And then I think on the sixth cycle, you cough deliberately into your hands or into some protective thing so you're not spewing stuff all over the place. And then you lie on your stomach or on your front, and you breathe not as deeply, but more deeply than you normally would. And the reason you do it on your stomach is because most of your lung is on your back rather than on your front side. So you're basically taking even more stress off of the lung. So that was the particular technique this doctor was illustrating. Um, there is a United States news correspondent who has the degree, who has the disease. He's actually the brother of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, same as Chris Cuomo. And he reported that his doctor had him doing something similar. It was a similar kind of breathing technique, not the same one, but it involved deep breathing. And the idea was if, if you give yourself the best opportunity to breathe deeply and to um, absorb as much oxygen as you can, you're going to make it that much more likely, makes much, you know, great deal of sense to me, much more likely that you're going to be able to, severe, to um, survive the severe period that patients often go through. So it got me thinking, well, this is very similar to what we talk about when we talk about breathing techniques and meditation techniques, because what is one of the most important aspects of meditation? It's the breathing part, right? In fact, uh, I think it was Louis de Souza on Monday who was talking about what he called, well, not just what he calls, what people call the 478 technique. That's the technique, I guess it's drawn from a particular version of yoga um, where you draw in a breath for a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven, you 
um, discharge the breath for a count of eight, and then you start all over again. In other words, it's a slow, deliberate, deep breathing technique. And there are a lot of these techniques. There are a lot of different techniques that different yoga practitioners advocate, different meditation experts advocate. But bottom line is they all add up to the same thing. They add up to taking deep breaths in order to um, oxygenate the body completely. And this is, there's nothing really new about this. This is all, it's been around for, for generations, this kind of thing. Um, the reason I say it's, it's relevant to us here is breathing, deep breathing is something that is a part of many uh, life coaches regimens that they, they instruct their clients on. It's a part of what uh, a lot of people do who um, are trying to help other people who have various medical issues. So breathing becomes a major part of it. And I see our friend, Dan Mangina is logging in, so I'm going to see if I'm I can help him. There so, he is. So, so sorry, guys. I completely lost track of time. Well? Completely lost track of time. Hey, better late than never. That's all I can say. You know, glad to have you. Yeah. But um, actually, Alex is also dealing with – she took a call that came in the first minute, so I've been kind of talking on my own here. Not that I didn't oh. have anything to talk about because I actually do have something to talk about. Um, Brilliant. But I'll, well, I'll, I'll clue you in on – what's that? I hope Alex is okay. Oh, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Um, but I'll clue you in on what I've been talking about. I don't know if you heard about it, but there is news that there, – there are a couple of news items, one of, one of which is really kind of taking uh, hold in a large way among the coronavirus news followers, which is that the ventilators that have been you know, the big deal for all this time are showing to actually be counterproductive. I thought so. In other words, 80% of the people who are on them are dying. And the average for somebody who is on a ventilator for any kind of condition, the average death rate is around 40 to 50%. So it's well above average. And so a number of doctors have been taking it upon themselves to recognize that trend and say, well, maybe we shouldn't be putting them on ventilators. Maybe the ventilator is too much for their lungs because they're already struggling anyway, and it does put some stress on the lungs. And so they've been, uh, a few have been trying to come up with some alternative techniques for getting oxygen into the body because apparently that's, that's the big danger with the virus is that people who are in severe situations are not able to get enough oxygen to the parts of the body that need it. Mm -hmm. So um, like I said to Alex at the beginning of the show, JK Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter books published a video that was created for a patient by a doctor in either New York or Boston. I can't remember which it was in which he demonstrates a breathing technique and the breathing technique once again, very simple, was take five long breaths in a row, and then the, after five breaths, the sixth time, cough, not out into the room, but, you know, into your hands or into, you know, something to protect everybody. And then after doing those six, then uh, I guess you repeat the cycle, and then you go onto your front or onto your stomach, and you don't breathe super deeply, but you breathe more deeply than you often would. In other words, you're focused on doing a lot of breathing. Mm-hmm. And like I was also saying just before Dan came on, um, CNN news correspondent Chris Cuomo, the brother of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has and, and Chris has the disease, said his doctor had been telling him very much the same thing. And what he was doing is besides doing deep breathing, he was getting up and moving around rather than lying in bed because mm -hmm. you need to get the whole thing, the whole process going better. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was fascinating because this reminds me, it's very reminiscent of what we talk about when we talk about meditation. Because mm -hmm. in meditation, we talk about deep breathing, taking long, slow breaths, in part because we humans 
are well known for being short breathers, right? Oh, we, take, yeah. we take very short breaths. It's a stressful kind of breathing that we do. And it's not hard to imagine that somebody who's dealing with the virus is going to be breathing shallowly because they're afraid. I mean, that's one of the things that fear does. Fear creates that mm -hmm. stress situation. So I just wanted to bring this out. Uh, like I said, at the top of the, of the podcast, I'm not claiming any kind of medical knowledge. Uh, I'm not advising you medically. I'm simply giving you this information. And if you want to make any kind of change, we suggest you contact your doctor about it, do it all the proper way. But we wanted you to know that this is going on because, hey, guys, apparently we've been talking about the right thing all along where coronavirus <laughs> is concerned, and we didn't even know it. <laughs> it's the breathing, guys. The breathing. It doesn't matter. Helps. We're always right. <laughs> So I wanted to share that. So first of all, Daniel, glad you can make it. Um, you. You're smiling as I'm, I'm talking about this. And you actually said, yeah, it didn't surprise you. Why didn't it surprise you about the news with the ventilators? And what do you think about what we now know uh, about this breathing? Is, this, this, generally speaking, if you look throughout time, generally speaking, the most pop the popularized remedies for things turn out after a time not to be the case. Ah. So... If you go back, even when they were dealing with, um, was it not Lyme disease? Syphilis was it the French. What did they used to call syphilis back in the day? And they oh, had all these. Yeah. I know what you French mean. French disease. Yeah. The French disease or something. Yeah. And, I, I, <laughs> and that one made me especially laugh because one of my heroes, Cesare Borgia, caught syphilis and he used to have the mercury steams or whatever they recommended. Yeah. And <laughs> when leaching was a thing of the day and Oof. we don't know enough yet to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. It's right. experimental. So, I mean, it, and this isn't me telling people don't listen to what your doctor says. I'm not a medical person at all, but I, I like to sort of take a pause and let the experimentation happen first yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the fact. So You're the cautious my person. My, my personal. That's good. Yeah. That's all right. So what do you think, Alex, uh, now that we know that uh, deep breathing is important and that uh, that's something that we've been teaching for the longest time in terms of meditation, kind of it, it kind of reinforces we're on the right track here. Deep breathing is always important. It is. And I, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. As a, as, a, as a human race, we do tend to breathe more shallowly and and not take the time to be and I hate this word, mindful of our breathing. But <laughs> Why do you hate mindful? Because it's so distorted. It doesn't mean what it's supposed to mean now. And it's like, <laughs> every time someone tells me to be mindful, I just want to punch them in the throat. Like, just <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> Mindfully your throat. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I've come to hate that word. But I guess I just got to redesign it in my brain and... and what we <laughs> well, I would recommend that because you definitely don't want to train yourself to have this negative vortex every time you hear the word mindful. I mean, that's yeah, that's when it's you want to change. It's an automatic eye roll. It's an automatic eye roll. Like, yeah, I, just, I can tell. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mindful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody saw that. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, we have no uh, no YouTube today. Yeah, this is an interesting day. Zoom would not uh, connect to YouTube. Well, it connected to probably, YouTube, but it connected to my overloaded. personal channel instead of to the LOA Today channel. So I'm not sure what's it going. Might on. be overloaded. There's a lot of there's a lot of people online, so a lot of digital stuff. Just yeah. just one second. Um, Ariana's singing. Just one second. 
Well, there's also <laughs> the fact that uh, Zoom gave a, a software update that I installed yesterday. That probably has something oh, to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you I, probably got to reconfigure everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance of that. So yeah. I'll be having a little chat with uh, Zoom support after the show. We'll have Dan call because he's already in a fight with them, so it's okay. Nah, no, 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 no. Who am I calling? <laughs> Go saying you already got beef with Zoom, so have Dan call anyways. <laughs> oh no, no, me and me and me and Zoom we're working our stuff out. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, we're working our stuff out. I've been um going so much deep with the reality trend surfing, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting because it, it, I had the same similar situation when I first started doing Dr. Joe Spencer's work. I'm not learning new stuff, but I'm hearing stuff that I know in a different way. And that's reminding me mm. of stuff. And one of the concepts is, is on mirror imaging. And Vadim Zeeland, who wrote and created the, the, the modality, wrote the book and created the modality, says, well, we have to really consciously give to life what we want, not, not the request of what we want. Mm-hmm. So every little pocket of my life that I'm giving frustration to, or I'm giving anger to, I'm giving upset to, I'm actually creating the mirror image back Mm -hmm. to come back to me, Mm. me wanting of them versus me looking for opportunities in my life where I give that to others and cutting the energy to those things. So even down to, um, I sent someone some, some money and it didn't have his middle name, but Western Union says optional on the middle name. Yeah. He went to go and collect and they were like, I'm sorry, you haven't got your middle name on here. We can't give you the money. Ugh. And so he said, oh, it's just a simple thing. And then I went on the website and the website's like, oh, would you like to edit a name of a sender? Yes. I added the middle name. Sorry, too many changes. Too many <laughs> changes. I added the middle name. And I felt the frustration start to build up inside of me. But I realized this situation wasn't going to change in my favor if I continue to project this frustration yeah. versus dropping in, changing my breathing. I did some hot upon upon took a breath, went on the chat. And, and as I went on the chat, I visualized then everything being worked out, everything being cool and relaxing to certainty that it's going to be okay. And the person like was even like, Hey, thanks for your patience and being really, really polite. And I was giving them that I'm so grateful for you, blah, blah, blah. Everything was sorted out in a couple of minutes. Versus what I wanted to do, which is get on the phone to Western Union and be like, your website is stupid. <laughs> and instead I just switched it up and that switching up just created a lovely flow. My, my friends got the money that I sent over. Everything is groovy, lovely and wonderful. Nice. But I know that is because I chose the energy that I put into the situation from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so we zoom guys, am I happy with all of your changes? Not necessarily, but I'm not going to give it energy that I don't want. Absolutely. Mm. I completely concur. I think you do too, Alex. Yeah. And, I had and the... we've all had those experiences, right? Dealing mm-hmm. with usually a call center, right? It, it, the call was, center yeah. is usually the beginning of the conversation where you tell the story about how you had one of two routes to take. It was either mm-hmm. I was going to go ballistic or I was going to be <laughs> mindful, to use the horrible word, and <laughs> and say, you know what? It's going to work itself out. It's all going to work itself out. And when you take that second route, guess what? It works out. How about that? <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. We, could, we, we could call it kindful instead of mindful, Alex. I like that better, actually. Kindful's nice. Kindful, yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Hashtag. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> A new hashtag has been born. If I knew how to spell today, oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I had the same thing also yesterday. I had uh, one of my other businesses 
one of the introducers basically gave us a client that's been very, very difficult and basically trying to think versus following instructions and causing delays. Mm. And then I started to go into this whole thing. Like we got an email from someone. I started to get all this stuff in my head. Like, oh my God, that's going to make this delay. And that person's going to be talking to me like that. And this is why I left this business in the first place and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, or. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to do like a, I was like, I'm going to send the voice. And as I was doing the voice, I noticed myself just dropping in and be like, it would be really, really good if you could just have a word with them and invite them to just follow the instructions. Versus, what the dickens? Just get them to do it that way. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, even taking the pause, because sometimes you're just not in a space to have a polite conversation. Take a break from it or ask someone else to say it for you. Yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah it's um, a good time to walk away and, and take a five-minute break. I, yeah. I call that a dishwashing break because that's my thing to do. If I if I just need to get away from something, I'll go wash some dishes. I know that sounds. You strange. and my mom love to don't wash. Don't tell Olga that one, please. Don't <laughs> tell Olga that one, please, because she'd be like, Daniel, you look stressed. Why don't you go to? <laughs> yeah, that's well, a, uh, that's against my rules. I don't I don't do dishes. Let's just say this is not a, a this is another case where I am not dishing any official medical advice or anything like that. I'm not saying you should go do dishes. <laughs> I'm just saying this is just what I do. Find what works for you and take a five minute break. That's right, exactly. I had a similar issue with a uh, Comcast earlier this week. Ah, another my, call center. My, yeah, my bill had shot up a hundred dollars, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I called them, of course. As I'm in the mindset that if I throw a bitch fit, everything goes my way. So I'm going to call them and I'm going to throw a bitch fit and they're going to be like, oh, okay, hold on. We're sorry. We've, you've been with us since 2008. Have anything you want. And it didn't go that way. They were like, no, nope, there's nothing we can do. Bye. And I was like, oh. So, <laughs> so I took a break, called back the next day. Like it came, the thought came to me. I was like, maybe they can do this and maybe they can do that. So I took a break and I was like, hey, can you guys do this for me? And they were like, we can do you one better. And then uh-huh. they fixed it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> well, you then you also experienced uh, firsthand the benefit of the tone down. Yeah. Yep. I definitely did. Which is good. Yeah. Tone it down. Tone mm-hmm. it down. Absolutely. <laughs> I can dance some parts design today. There's no risk of anybody seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there actually is some risk because I'll be posting the video on YouTube that I'm recording, even though we can't actually live stream it. So just giving you a little fair warning, a little heads up. There will be video. I just on you. I, darn I, you. I, I just can't say who's going to be on screen because Zoom still controls that, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zoom. I see you in your green yellow box. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to you and your shenanigans. Uh oh, yes. he's got the evil laugh out. Here we go. <laughs> In other notes, I'm reading Rashid's book at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. Ah. Oh, I was actually going to contact Rashid, but then I had to talk to my psychiatrist because I think there's something about my AVM that prevents me from being able to do hypnotherapy. But I am interested, so I want to see how it, how it goes because he was interested in seeing talking about my agoraphobia and seeing what we can do with that. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Emails will be sent. But yeah, um, for those who are wondering, Rashid Edwards was on the show with us last week. That's who we're talking about. So yeah. yes, that yes. show, very, that, very cool that's guy. who we're talking about. Yeah, pop back and check out last week's show because it was a good one. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I loved having him on. The thing I loved about him mm. is, well, first of all, 
he is the consummate professional. He's very careful about what he says. Yeah. Notice that even the way he words things. Very, even his very... book's the same. His book's the same. Is it? Is it? Yeah. It's like, even in the, it's like, I make sure that you don't think that I'm, this is my, where it's someone else's idea. I say like, there's a, he's very clear mm. uh, in creating those boundaries and, and having real clarity. Mm. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I will finish by Sunday mm-hmm. and uh, get a review up. Yeah. Well, give us a review next week. I mean, yeah. we, we want to find out. Tell us what, what you think of the book when you're done with it and what, what you got out do. of it. And we'll do indeed. All Is right. it on Audible? Because I'm a lazy reader. I like being read too. I don't like to read myself, <laughs> which is weird because uh, as a kid, I used to love reading. I don't, I don't, coursing Audible. Mm. Maybe that's a suggestion for you to bring into his world. Mm. Facts, facts. Something to think about Adding there. Adding value to others and having value come back to us, creating value vacuums in the world. Ooh, I like that, value vacuums. That's very good. Have I never spoken to you about my value vacuums concept before? No. Not in detail. Tell us about the, the concept in more detail. Value vacuums are really cool. It's a way of um, crossing over basically good karma and the law of attraction. So obviously we attract what we are. Mm-hmm. So what we do with the value vacuum is we create more space for more things to be attracted into our experience because the, the universe keeps things in perfect balance. So when we create by giving, there's an imbalance created in the universe that must be filled. It's the law of polarity in action. Mm-hmm. But that, that void will always be filled of what we are, what we expect to show up in our experience. So when I'm working with entrepreneurs or like business owners and, and career professionals, I encourage them to go and create value and then hold the frequency of abundance and then the law of attraction will meet that value with um with money it's one of the one of the tools i teach in my beyond success course so going out and giving value but not i'm giving this value because the law of attraction is going to give you more money right from from a pure place you just give Mm -hmm. and give and give and give and give and give without thinking about it and that creates a vacuum and then the law of attraction fills up with who we are so we hold abundance Mm -hmm. so we give with a purely giving heart with no expectation of anything in return, but then the universe has to keep the balance. And so it will fit it up, not necessarily from the same space, but it will fit it up. So, um, yeah, it's a really great tool to just give and 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 give, but giving from a whole place, knowing that the law of polarity and the law of attraction will fit out with goodness. That's why my life's so awesome. Yeah. So if you want love, give more love and the more love you give and hold the frequency of love, as you give more love, give more love, give more love. Even if it's not reciprocated from the people that you give it to, mm-hmm. give them more. If they don't respond, give them more. If they ignore, give it more. This isn't a call to be a stalker, but give love. <laughs> right. then the law of attraction will call more love into your experience. So people, for example, that are looking for a loving partner, rather than looking for what you don't have, find opportunities to give love. Yes. Not necessarily to a loving partner, but maybe give love to a family member mm-hmm. give love to yourself give love to the plants give love to humanity go and be of service lovingly in the heart and hold the frequency and certainty of love and then the law of polarity will fill it up it's a great way to supercharge if you've got a business Just use this to supercharge it's crazy how it works we've had some ridiculous results um with the with this concept it's really good. And I like the fact that you combine it with what I call not keeping score. That's, that's my way of describing, you know, yeah. not, not getting involved in tracking to see, well, did it show up yet? Yeah. And, I mean, that, that's, 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 that, that's like death right there. You know, waiting right. to, you know, like I donated to four charities this month and I haven't seen a dime. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've done it from lack, and so what you're going to get is more lack. Because exactly. we don't get what we, exactly. we get who we are. Yeah. I had a um, someone who came to, she did my challenge last, was it last week? I did my challenge? Where I did the, the last challenge. She did the challenge. And she, I actually met her at a workshop I did a couple of years ago down in Florida. And she was really upset. She sent me a very upset message today because she did all my work. I held the frequency. I did this and I did that and I did that. And now I've ended up with this quality in the person that I was with when I thought I'd done everything right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she does a lot of work of, you know, spiritual work. So I could be a bit more strong, firm with her, but I was like, but we don't get what we consciously want. We get what we unconsciously are. Yeah. So the sad fact is that you say you wanted this, this, and this, but at a real level, what was really desired was what's shown up because we never fail in what we receive. We always receive an exact reflection of, of where we are as a frequency. Mm-hmm. And so in that instance, saying to her, you know, go back to basics and go back to the blue because that's what's going to happen. So if you're in love with the idea of being in love, that's all very well and good. But if your actual patterning, your actual frequency is lack, keeping score, looking for when it's going to show up, asking questions about when it's going to happen. Um, all of those are reflective at a deep level, doubt, fear, lack, all of these things are basically going to give you the exact opposite or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. In fact, uh, there was an there was a post on Facebook that the, it was a meme somebody had shared. And I, I can't remember what the details of the meme were, but what it amounted to was that your words are what are most important. And I looked at the thing and I said to myself, I think this person's actually missing the boat here. And so yeah. I posted, you know, <laughs> words are fine, but words can be misleading to what you're actually feeling. So mm-hmm. if you are saying the words, I love everybody, but you're saying, I love everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. the universe knows which one is which. This is not a <laughs> Nice try, Sonny Jim. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> cool. was that, what, film, what film was it? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. What is like? Well, Rocco, was it Rocco? But there were Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where they were in front of the Eternals, and Rocco was like, I didn't steal the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's winked in front of everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole room saw you wink. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what we're doing with the universe. <laughs> I love everybody. <laughs> it's like, I see you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, it's true that if your words are in alignment with the feeling, mm-hmm. sure, the words are going to be very powerful in that case, because now you're in alignment. You know, it, mm-hmm. one agrees with the other. You're not fighting yourself. Yeah. But if you're fighting yourself, that, that's that's kind of like the thing that a lot of people in LOA circles will do, because there's this thing about not wanting to ever say anything negative, right? So people who are feeling... They're, they're feeling really uncomfortable about something, but they'll find just the right way to say it that is politically correct. And they're gritting <laughs> their teeth. <laughs> I'm so happy that this cataclysmic, cataclysmic failure is another opportunity for me to be grateful for life. <laughs> I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, by the same token, if you're doing this for the purpose of getting yourself to laugh, that's probably going to work out okay. Probably. <laughs> yes, definitely. But that laughter disrupts. But, you know, once the laughter's finished, you're going to go back to default. So yeah. are you channeling that laughter and from in that space that you've created imprinting a new program? And if not, then as soon as you finish laughing, great laughing with you. I see you, bro. To which I replied, darn, I can't get away with anything. At the camera. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, alignment alignment has to work every way in order to be alignment, doesn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're... I mean, not that there's anything wrong with faking alignment, fake it till you make it. That that can be a useful technique, but you don't want to stay there. You don't want to stay there. Daniel's giving me a big thumbs down on that. He doesn't like that. Fake it till you make it. Um, <laughs> I actually found value in fake it till you make it, particularly when I was dealing with my knee issue, when I didn't at all feel like my knee was healthy, but I was going to fake it until I got there. And yeah, I actually did get there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should do it all at all times, but um, it can be useful. Uh, but my point is that it's so much better when you are in alignment, when you're yeah. not having to fake. That's a much more powerful position to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By, by far. Hard to be in alignment. Uh, I mean, so you say Yeah, when you're in pain. Yeah. Because you're sitting there <laughs> trying to focus and you're like, okay. Like, like Walt was saying, he would, he would do the thing where he's like, I want my left knee to feel like my right knee, which is right. which a good knee. So it's like, okay, but it's hard to really concentrate when you're when Left knee is throbbing. Yeah. <laughs> but hard doesn't make it impossible. Doesn't make it impossible. Make it impossible. Didn't say impossible. I just said hard. <laughs> and, and this is one of the things where, you know, having a crutch works. When I speak about crutches, I'm like, yeah, if I'm having, if I'm using like crutches to support me whilst I'm building the back, the strength up to walk is very different to the crutches of me now. And I've identified with them to the point whereby this is right. what I'm doing. I'm never going to walk. Mm-hmm. This is it. Me and these crutches. So taking a painkiller, using some remedial uh, remedies, using mm-hmm. remedial remedies, remedial using remedies. Some, other, some other remedies to deal with the pain, to give me enough space to yeah. do that work. To mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. And, we'll, and by the way, we'll, my thumbs down wasn't for fake it till you make it as an idea. It's the, the wording. The truth behind it is, is it. You're claiming in advance the outcome that's coming. I just, I just, I just, I don't like the word. I, I understand. Like sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I didn't say disclaimer. anything. I just did the thumbs down. <laughs> I just, the message came I through loud and clear. I, I read the feeling, not the action. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's a great one, Walt. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, I think we're definitely on the same wavelength there. Um, no, but it's, it's true. Fake it till you make it as an idea is really, really powerful. It's claiming it until such time as the alignment kicks into place. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like any, anything else that we do when we're working through not so pleasant stuff to get to the pleasant stuff. I right. mean, Cindy Chavez likes to talk about how if you have a negative emotion, don't bottle up the negative emotion, express it so you can get past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can let it out. Yeah. So when we try to hold it in that we just keep it, it's like we're perpetually living in that negative space. You know, so mm-hmm. don't live in the negative space. Just take the time to express it, get it out, and now you're done with it. Great. Mm-hmm. How good that is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a big deal. 
hey, I want to. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to keep <laughs> it clear in my heart because if I talk about it, I make it real, and I don't want to make it real. I practiced the law of attraction, didn't you know? <laughs> no, it's swallow everything and keep it inside until you give yourself an ulcer. That's what you're supposed to do. Or worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or worse. It's true. It's true. It is. Yeah. I wanted to take a moment to share an email that came in just before we recorded the podcast today. Very short one from someone named Avinash. Avinash mm-hmm. says, hello, everyone. I subscribed to the podcast today. I love it. It adds so much positivity. Thank you. Oh, I love welcome. an email like that one. Yes. So welcome to the podcast, Avinash. We're glad to have you here. And I mean, I don't know about you guys. I love it when we hear from a listener, especially with something <laughs> like that. That's just yeah. that's like feel good right there. Mm-hmm. It just makes my day. So, yeah, thanks for sending that in. Um, we've done uh, more coronavirus today than I really wanted to do for the week. <laughs> so I'll try to steer away from that. I did want to make sure I get that in there, though. Um, but I do want to take a moment to talk about the part of it that relates to what we talk about as conscious creators, which is using breathing, deep breathing, as a way to accomplish a number of things it's useful for helping to clear the mind Mm -hmm. that's part of the meditation process right it is physically healthy because it's like louis de souza likes to say louis tells a great little story about his own evolution getting to the point where he learned about law of attraction the first part of his story is that he was um i think he had asthma he had a, a series of detrimental physical ailments that he was dealing with. And so he was doing all this research and so forth. And he realized what he, what he was eating, what he was taking into his body was really, really important. So he started learning all about foods that you can, that you take in and what they do to the body and so forth. And he was studying and studying and learning and learning. And then he came upon a teacher who said to him, well, there is something that you take in more frequently than food. And that makes it more important. And that's liquid water. You take in water more than you do food so water is actually more important so then he started doing this whole thing with water and learning about water and you know learning all the benefits of it and learning you know why you have to keep yourself hydrated and so forth and then he ran into a teacher that said well there's something else that if you went without it longer than you do with with water you would die and that's breathing if you don't breathe you're not going to i mean breathing is actually more important than the water or the food you take in <laughs> so he started learning about all about breathing, and then he ran to Abraham Hicks and said, "And Abraham Hicks says, well, there's one thing that's even more important than breathing, and that's what you think." Mm. So that was his progression: what you take in in food, what you take in in water, what you take in through breathing, and what you take in through thinking. And I love the progression. Um, yeah. But the third step there is what we're talking about: it breathing matters. You know, breathing mm-hmm. makes it. First of all, breathing makes it a lot easier to do the thinking. True. You know, if, you're, if your breath is is shallow, it's really hard to focus on anything that you really like and want because all you can fo- focus on is, oh, God, I feel miserable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. Just, breathing activates. There's more DMT produced in the lungs, I think, any, like any, any even one of the psychedelic drugs. Yeah. So you can actually produce such a beautiful sense of euphoria just from different breath work techniques and so on and so forth. So. Even changing your emotional state is much easier to do with the breath. So freedom from stuck states, breath is great. One of my go-tos, especially when I'm feeling really down and starting to slip towards depression, is to go to my breathing. Because no matter how funky I feel, even if I can't get out of bed, 
at that time, I can always change my breathing. Mm. And the breathing sometimes is just what I need to be able to sit up straight. Right. And then when I can sit up straight, maybe I can start to feel into the breath and be at one with the breath. And maybe that can give me enough space to, to start thinking about things to be grateful for and then start to create a bit more space. But breath for me is always the go-to. When I get really, really stuck in a deep energy trap, changing the breath, always a great one. Always a great one for me. Mm-hmm. And you use a very interesting phrase there, an energy trap. Yes. You called it specifically. Well, energy. I don't know if you've used that particular phrase, but I love, I love the phrase because it uses the word energy Mm -hmm. and energy. I mean, it it wasn't even part of uh, Louis's progression, although I'm sure he would agree that that it's included in there, but energy. I mean, what's, what's the phrase that we use to describe the the stuff that makes the universe. We call it Mm -hmm. source energy. Yep. Energy. I mean, you, energy is essential. It's, Without energy, thought probably wouldn't do a whole lot. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, you got to have the energy in order to have the thought accomplish anything. Of course, on the other hand, we could probably say that thought created the energy, but that becomes a chicken or egg scenario. What came first? <laughs> we'll be here all day. Thought is, a, thought is a form of energy. Thought has its own. This energy. is true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I personally subscribe to the agreement that everything, absolutely everything in the universe is energy. What we call spirit is just energy, mm-hmm. but the conscious. But any, but the consciousness behind energy, I believe energy has consciousness to it. That's my personal belief. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit, divine, even what we call God, I believe it's all that all pervasive energy. It's the thing that's been demonstrated scientifically to be everywhere in everything, even in the empty space. It is energy. It's just energy that we can't see because of the form that it's in. And so uh, everything comes down to energy. I agree with you completely. So. This raises an interesting question. What is the relationship between deep breathing and energy? Because clearly they're, they're two of the most essential things that we have. I believe that the breath is a, a gateway to claiming energy to take new form. The same way that thought is, and breathing is an, another doorway to it. It's like the food that we eat, depending on your belief systems also is another doorway. Um, drinking more water is another way. We know that this... Water, I mean, we're 70% water. Something like that. Yep. Yeah, so 70% of us as a living organism is made up of water. And so uh, the energy energy of water makes up a big part of who we are. So we should probably take care of the levels that we have. No kidding. Thinking, Mm -hmm. breathing, whatever it is, it's just a gateway to calling energy into a different form. And that different form gives us a different state of being. And that different state of being allows us to access new outcomes, whether it's more health, whether it's just being sane, whether it's coming out of a depression, whether it's being joyful. This is just us as a combination of energy and a different expression. Mm-hmm. And breath is almost a, a combination lock to changing that expression. Yep, absolutely true. So that starts to make me think about um, something that you teach, which is similar to something that Abraham Hicks teaches. You call it... Um, um, of course, the, the, the term is going to go right in my head. Uh, my, what, micro, what, what do you call it? Micro, micro, micro shifting. Micro shifting. Yeah. Abraham Hicks calls it reaching for a better feeling. And oh. what it amounts to is, you know, you're in place X, wherever X is, somewhere on that guidance scale. You're at, you, maybe you're at depression, maybe you're at fear, maybe you're at joy, maybe you're at, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. But you don't mm-hmm. try to go necessarily to the highest level of the scale. You just try to reach for something that's a little bit better. That's that micro shift yeah. thing. Minimum deliverables. What is one thing that I know I can do? Right. Yeah. Regardless of the resistance I'm facing, what's the step that I know I can make without failure? Right. 
Well, reach for it. Breathing is an excellent micro shifting technique. Definitely. I would because agree. I mean, well, first of all, we're all pretty good at it. <laughs> We've been doing it all our lives, so <laughs> we have lots of experience. I've been doing it since day one. Breathing, I've been doing it since our wee lad. And secondly, because we're so good at it, it's a low stress thing to do. I'm a lot, a lot of these techniques that people come up with can have certain levels of stress. There's not a whole lot of stress in taking a deep breath. It's pretty stress free. In fact, it's actually going to relieve mm -hmm. stress. So sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes you can concentrate so hard you start to hyperventilate when you're trying more. to like try to well, like sometimes when I'm trying to focus on my breathing, I'm like, okay, I go too deep into it. I'm like, wait, am I breathing right? Am I breathing right now? Am I breathing right now? Am I, is that too fast? Is that too slow? And they're saying, no, I'm hyperventilating. And I'm like, all right, try to slow it down. I can't slow it down. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Well, you know what you're doing there is what we were talking about earlier. That's keeping score. What do you mean? Explain. Well, keeping score is where you're checking constantly to see is the result there that you're looking for. And that's what you're doing. Okay. You were checking to see if the result is there that you're looking for. Well, keeping score is counterproductive. Yeah, true. Very so, true. so stop keeping score. <laughs> it's very simple. You just don't, don't keep score anymore. <laughs> you don't check. You just breathe. That's all. You don't worry about anything else. You just do the breathing. Yeah, that's why I just ignore the whole thing and just breathe the way I've been regularly breathing. Yeah, just breathe. You know. My brain's been doing it without me for some time now. So I'm just going <laughs> to continue that little trend. <laughs> really, all we have to be concerned with where breathing is concerned is just making sure we aren't breathing shallowly. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know, however else, whatever technique we use to get there, as long as we're not doing, you know, sound like we're, pa uh, you know, a panting dog or something. Well, that's what know. it turns into. That's what I'm saying. Well, that that's the only thing that you want to avoid. So if you notice that, then you deliberately slow it down. Do what uh, Louis likes. He likes the four, seven, eight technique, you know, where you breathe in for a count of four. Then you hold it for a count of seven, and then you breathe it out for a count of eight. At that four, seven, eight, you just do that cycle. It's a way of slowing yourself down. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the technique is. The whole point is give yourself that chance to take full breaths mm -hmm. and then to exhale full breaths. Whatever method you get to do that is the one that works. It doesn't <laughs> matter which one it is. Yeah, I find the square technique works for me. What's the square technique? So you breathe in for a certain amount of time. It's kind of like the four, seven, eight, except it's a, it's an even amount all the way around. Oh, okay. So you breathe in, hold for the same amount. Five, 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 five. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. sometimes I like to make it longer as I go around the square. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking deeper and deeper breaths until hopefully I'm relaxed. And that's the, the square is what I use my visualizations as well. When I'm doing visualizations, I use the square. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. I need the visualization. And then what you can do is you can then do the three, two, one method and work it into the square. Yeah. So breathe in, hold, and then breathe out and visualize and hear the number three, and then do the same with the number two, and then the same with uh, the word relax in a beautiful plant or flower instead of the number one, and that relaxes you, and then you continue the cycle in that space. It's really good. Hmm. I, I was just realizing I, alpha. I was just realizing I actually do have a technique, but I never really labeled it as a technique before. But it, it's it really is a technique. What I do is, and I usually do this at night if I've awakened in the middle of the night and I want to go back to sleep, so I need to have mm -hmm. a way to relax myself. I do one thing and one thing only. I check to see when I'm breathing in if I'm breathing all the way in, and mm -hmm. I check to see if I'm breathing all the way out, and mm -hmm. that's it. 
that's the technique. Did I breathe all the way in? Oh, oh, breathe in a little bit more then. Did I breathe all the way out? Oh, breathe out a little bit more. And if I just do that, I'm usually asleep in five minutes. It doesn't take long. Nice. <laughs> it's really pretty quick. So yeah, but it doesn't matter what the technique is. Yeah. It's, it's the one that works for you. Just as long as you're deep breathing, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, taking more oxygen so your body can process it. Cause that oxygen is so important. It's amazingly important. <laughs> Not to mention, you only need it to live. I mean, God. Yeah, no kidding. kidding. (laughs) Hey, we started about uh, 12 minutes late, so we got about 12 minutes left. Um, So I kind of got into the the stuff I wanted to talk about. I'll open up a little bit more. Anything? First, Alex, had you thought of a topic today? Because I usually ask you that and I didn't really ask. I did not come with a topic today. I had one two days ago and then I forgot. And I said, (laughs) I should write it down because I'm not going to remember on Thursday. That doesn't help. Yeah, write it down. I mean, come on, girl. Here we are. Oh, I'm usually thinking about it when I'm in bed, not near a paper and pen. Oh, yeah. Remember to write it down. And then I was like, what was I going to write down? (laughs) I'm the worst. (laughs) Well, you could always keep either a phone or a pad of paper by the bed and make a note. I mean, that's My phone's right there. You think I would do that, but no. (laughs) Well, you could always pick up the phone and make the note, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 step two. I'm not there yet. So you're like the people who who do the five step Abraham process, but they say stay stuck in step one. Yep. You know, step one is the one where okay, here's this problem, and I really don't like this problem, and I really, really, really don't like this problem, and I really hate this. I can't tell you how much I just and they just stay in step one. Over. Well, over, I'm an example for the audience because they're that's why they're here. So. <laughs> so like, yeah, I do exactly what Alex does, and it's like, well, here's how you fix it. Ah. In action. <laughs> exactly. So how do you fix it? Who me? I'm here yeah. for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm the example, not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I did realize we had our roles here. I forgot. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, your 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 job I forgot is to wear the unicorn headphones and have them flash at us and have beautiful purple hair and so forth. So yeah, I forgot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, doing my job, doing my job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But just on the off chance that maybe you were going to do something about it, what would you do? Mm, probably listen more and actually do the stuff that I say I'm supposed to do. Now that's revolutionary. I know, right? Shut that up. is revolutionary. <laughs> actually, I mean, follow through. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Great, great. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell the audience what would happen if all of your coaching clients always followed through. Me? <laughs> well, you're the Daniel. Yeah, the you're the one I was talking to. <laughs> I'm just like me to have such a blessing in my <laughs> life that everybody followed through. Yeah. Um, well, I, I drop all the clients that don't follow through. <laughs> I refund them. Hi. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I refund them. I hear you. If they're not so going to do a... the work, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Well, if they're not going to do the work, if, they, if, they, if they're ready for the change, then they'll do the work because mm-hmm. we have perfect execution scene. So if you're not following through with the work, then it's in, indicative of the fact that you don't really want the change. Mm-hmm. And I ain't nobody got time for that. Facts. It's not my job to drag anyone along and... If this is what you really want, you are welcome to it. I won't be witnessing it. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Have you figured but out why people 
Have you figured out why people don't want the change? Because they're at some level happy where they are. What they're getting is what they truly desire until they're really committed enough consciously to do the work to shift. I mean, change, I think sometimes we lose sight of just how big a thing we're demanding of ourselves. True. We're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to get a new relationship. No, you're going to have to become a completely different person who is aligned with healthy, successful relationships. Mm-hmm. Completely unknowing and then re-knowing who you are. Change is not this lighthearted thing that we speak of. Some people probably be better off grinning and bearing what they're doing and just sucking it up. This is not the easy path. Change is not the easy path. Undoing decades sometimes of programming and patterns. Mm. Mm. You have to really, really, really want it. And I'm not talking about people that don't do the work, but know that they're not doing the work and are doing the work to start doing the work. That's a different kettle of fish. Right. Okay. But oh, I didn't do it because this happened and that happened and I would have done it, but this and oh, it's so hard. And I, I would do it, but this happened and my mum and, and Donald Trump's the president. Otherwise it would have happened. <laughs> weather and blah 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 bye felicia yeah the second that the work is not done from a place of someone else is responsible i'm out immediately and that's in my in my agreement which makes a lot of sense because really that's that's a person who's defending being a victim mm-hmm. yeah that's really what and that we means. have victim victimhood happens at different levels right um We, I mean, I've been, I've been uncovering secret victim stuff in my life, even as reg- recently as two days ago. Sure. Mm-hmm. But even this morning, I had one. I did a, a guest on my friends uh, doing a weekly free coaching thing, and I was a guest coach today. Uh, really, really great, actually. How to the Take Back Control of Your Life series. It's really, really great stuff. And uh, there was something that happened on the show, and I was like, I felt the victim thing coming up. And I just got back into my heart. I did some hot upon upon her, realigned myself chose what I wanted to experience and the whole thing transmuted from there. Mm-hmm. But so I'm not talking about people beating themselves up and thinking that every scrap of victimhood is going to disappear overnight. At the end of the day, we are human. Were we not, we would not be in physical form. We would already transcended into the ethers. So there are probably still going to be challenges we're going to face, but are we facing them and doing our best to transcend them? Even mm-hmm. if we don't make it all the way, or are we sitting down and talking about why Donald Trump covid 19 what some other things um barack obama for those who are trumpites um trumpites. whatever blaming someone else right. or something else yeah and giving the power for change away to another person place or thing i'm out bye felicia i'm not really into it mm-hmm. and, and for good reason because that's a person who really does not want to grow that's a person who's really quite happy with where they're at right now. They're getting some benefit. I mean, it's not a benefit I would want necessarily, but clearly it's a benefit they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's absolutely okay. But keep your crap to yourself. Yeah, really. <laughs> Don't take my time and energy. I, one of my most controversial videos, in fact, um, aside from promoted, like it was my, my most popular ever organically shared and grown um videos was one i did about called stop lying it was about a year ago i posted it mm-hmm. and i got a lot of backlash for it but that's essentially what i was saying if mm-hmm. you don't want the change that's fine but don't waste my time yeah. don't waste the time of other people don't be an energy drain other people if you want to be sad and miserable be sad and miserable nobody's telling you you have to change but enjoy it over there with the other sad and miserable people <laughs> leave us happy yeah. people at night yeah because the ones who are the um, 
the sad and miserable sharers. <laughs> I'll yeah. call them that. I think there's a, a perfectly wo- good word that describes that behavior. It's called sliming. Mm. Yeah, sliming. It's, it's pouring your slime on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You know, so don't slime. That's just not nice. Yeah. That's, that's really, nobody likes a slime. And, and the thing is, we, at some point in our lives, all of us have slimed or probably will slime. And that's okay. So this isn't a judgment of sliming. It's just be aware of your sliming, bro. Mm. Yeah. Apologize and maybe offer them a towel. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, if you catch yourself, if you slime on me, but you recognize, oh, darn. That was an accidental slime. I apologize. Here's a towel. I'm looking at myself. I'm going to do my best not to slime in that fashion again. Those people I can still be around because we can support and, and uplift each other. Mm-hmm. But slime, slime, slime. And the reason why I'm sliming you is because of what the Mercury's in retrograde or yeah. blah, 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 blah. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sliming you. But that's what you said last time. I know, but it's still retrograding. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, well, it's because I'm a Gemini. You're right. Like, right. And there's something also to be said for that person. You were describing how, you know, everybody at one time or another can end up sliming somebody else. But there is a great benefit in catching yourself in that. Not only is it a benefit to yourself um, directly, but there's the indirect benefit in that it sets you on a path of upward mobility, of higher vibration mobility. Because just by catching yourself, you raise your, your vibration just by catching it. Mm-hmm. All by itself. And then when you take action on that and say, oh, well, yeah, I really don't want to be that person. Uh, I'd rather, you know, do like Daniel does the Ho'oponopono or, you know, whatever other technique I use to climb out of it. That is high vibration stuff. That's moving mm-hmm. to a higher vibration place. So, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, uh, a couple minutes left. I want to make sure we do our promotional messages, which are high vibrational. And we want to include everybody in them. So if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, be sure to become a subscriber. Very simple to do. You go to LOAToday.net website, and at the top of the page, you get instructions on how to do it. And we also, on those days when Zoom is actually allowing us to live stream to YouTube, we want you to be watching us on YouTube. So just for the sake of discussion, Alex, assuming that we actually get that ironed out, which we will, so that we can live stream to YouTube, how do they subscribe to us on YouTube? Okay, well, usually you go to your YouTube app, (laughs) search LOA Today podcast videos, and once you see our smiling faces, click down below at the red subscribe button, and next to the red subscribe button, there's a silver bell. Make sure you click all so you always be notified when we're live. Just that simple. Mm -hmm. So Good stuff. This is an unusual podcast today. I mean, Daniel couldn't make it on uh, at the top of the hour. We started the show and you had to immediately take a call from your doctor. But I'm yeah. going on talking about what doctors in general are saying about breathing, which ties yeah. in to this whole show we do on breathing and the importance of breathing. Unusual? Yeah. We had a rough start, but we, we polished off nicely. But it, it fit. Yeah. The whole thing fit together. It, did. it was yep. pretty wild. So well done, guys. That's all I can say. I mean, somehow we managed to take a situation that, other, I mean, Daniel, earlier you were talking about like call centers and you, how you can just, you know, start hammering on people and then you stop yourself and say, well, that's not going to actually get the result that we wanted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also we, not being that much of a nice human either. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we could have gone ballistic over the fact that Zoom wasn't working properly and that we couldn't get right. to YouTube properly, but we didn't. We just mm-hmm. went, okay, well, you know, catch you next time. Out. Not much we can yeah. do with that one. <laughs> so good stuff. Good on us for doing all that. So thank you guys Yay. very much. Thank, thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Bye, everybody.